Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I don't know if you're like I am, but I hate the day or the days right after Christmas. At least I always did as a child. I couldn't stand to see us driving around in a cold, dank, dark day, and suddenly you spot a Christmas tree that's been thrown out alongside the road, and maybe all that's left is some old tinsel or just nothing. And so this kind of poem says it all. It's called After Christmas Letdown. Have you ever noticed how the day after Christmas is sort of let down, you see? I don't know if you're feeling the same way as I do, but this is the feelings for me. Twas the day after Christmas and everything changed. That tree in the corner, now bare. No lights, no tinsel, no decorations, and the presents all once rested there. The atmosphere all around us just somehow seems cold and bare, and the wrapping paper is gone in the trash, which was once wrapped and ribboned with care. Oh, that giant turkey from dinner and leftovers now must last for days, and joy has abated and feelings are blah. Now back to our same old ways. Twas the day after Christmas, now everything changed. The bubble of excitement has popped. And in truth, we all feel short-changed somehow, as if the giant Christmas merry-go-round stopped. Yes, the day after Christmas, the glow is gone. Smiles have now turned to frowns. We anticipated it all for so long, you see, and now we just feel let down. Oh, wasn't that a bummer of a poem? Aren't you happy you just listened to that? You know, it's true that we all look forward to the excitement. Maybe sometimes you're looking forward to friends and family and all of the festivities and the activities and the baking. And But if you think about it, if we're really going to go back and look at the real meaning of Christmas, most of us may have read the Christmas story. Most of us may have rejoiced with the angels we have heard on high. And somehow we let it end there. What about Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus after Christmas? Did you ever think about that? Do we ever talk about, okay, they paid their taxes, there was no room in the inn, she gave birth, and then, and then, what about then? Well, the angels, you know, were hovering over, and we saw, you know, the shepherds, they came from all the hillsides, and Yeah, we teach about that, even the wise men who would be coming, you know, maybe a year, two years later. But what happened to baby Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? There's a great reading in Matthew 2, starting in verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. Well, what do you think Joseph thought about that? He had just made it through all of this craziness of finding out that his wife-to-be 
whom he had never even had relations with, gave birth to a little boy, and now they're telling him that it's going to be his death sentence if they don't get down to Egypt. He didn't want to go to Egypt. He was a carpenter. He wanted to go back and get to work and settle in being a family. But once again, he obeyed, and he listened, and he got up, took the child and Mary, the mother, and during the night when they were hidden— They left for Egypt, and he stayed there until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Out of Egypt? Now it all makes sense. And when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the young boys in Bethlehem, and even in the vicinity around if they were two years old or under, in accordance with the time that he had learned from the wise men, the Magi. And then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. So now we see what Mary running for her life and the hero Joseph is the one vanquished and the villain Herod looked like the winner, but no, he wasn't. We know now. But why would God even let all of these horrible things happen, not just to Jesus and his family, but the other children? And, you know, as we puzzle over this, really, I mean, it's a a perplexing development. Several things come delight. Maybe God had good reason for bringing the birth story of Jesus to an end like this. So there are just a couple of things that we can learn from this story. You know, we're always looking for the happy endings, and this could have been one. We could have said, and so Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus returned to their home, and they all lived happily ever after. But no, this was down to Egypt and running for your life. You know, when my husband and I were in Egypt, we thought it was a fable. We hadn't seen this part of the Bible. This was back in the 90s. And they said, now this is the place in Egypt where Mary and Joseph and the baby lived for a while. And we went down these old carved out stone steps into a kind of a self-made cellar. And it was in a back alley. And they were selling bracelets that said Jesus. And that was it. That's all that we saw, and we thought, what on earth was this? And I guess at the time we had forgotten to look it up because we didn't know that's what happened. But if you look at Scripture, Matthew 2, starting at verse 13, you can read it specifically. And you know what? God deals in real people, not fairy tales with happy endings. He deals with real circumstances, and he gives us specific directions He had appeared to Joseph as the angel that said, go ahead and marry Mary. And then now the angel is saying, get up and run, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. And Joseph was just a common day laborer. Mary was just an average teenage girl. Nothing special, nothing outstanding about why they were chosen They were ordinary, plain, commonplace people, and that's who Jesus would choose for his disciples, his apostles, and that's who he chooses today. We are just average, common, everyday people, aren't we? And yet he says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Why would God choose us? 
only thing that I can remember and think about is that he says, I would that none would perish, but that all would be saved. So in other words, he chooses anyone who will receive him and believe. All we have to do is admit that we are common, ordinary, everyday people, and that we do sin, that we could all make pages and pages and lists and stories of how we've sinned and fallen short. But he says, now your life will change forever because I chose you. Now you choose me and admit that you have sinned and come to believe that I so loved the world. I sent my only son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. He gives us life right now abundantly. He promises us that, but all of eternity we will have to praise him, to thank him, and to understand, to finally get it. And that's why in the aftermath of Christmas, we can't be let down because the best is yet to come. So pick up all of your things, pack them away, start the new year, new life, new you, rejoicing, begin every day with Bible study and thanking God and looking forward to the next day, even if it's not an exciting time of year. Even if you are facing the humdrum of cancer treatment or canceling all of the activities that you've been going to, or even if it looks like things are all wrong, this isn't the happily ever after you thought about. Oh, my friend, it will be. It will be. Just wait. God bless you, my friends. Trust in Christ for this new year, and you will see the best is yet to come. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.